If you have a hundred unopened packs of seeds in the vault, but you're still trying to explain to the wife why you need this one new pack, go ahead and click subscribe. Roster Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rasta Jeff. This is episode 803 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about feminized seeds. I'm also going to give away free seeds. That's right. Stay tuned. We'll talk more about the free seeds later in this episode. Speaking of free seeds, this episode will come out the day of the Dude Grows Cup. I'm going to try to put it out just a bit early. If you listen to this episode before the Dude Grows Cup starts, come to my booth and say the word kangaroo and I will give you a special prize. If you can't make it to the Dude Grows Cup, make sure you check out my website, iredirect.com. There's a lot of great seeds up there at a lot of great prices and every order does come with free seeds. All right, I think that's all the business I need to cover here at the start of the show. Let's move our way into everybody's favorite part of the podcast. That is the question and answer section of the show. This question came from the Grow Help tab on the Irie Genetics website. If you go to iriegenetics.com, there's a row of tabs on the top. One of them does say Grow Questions. Click on that. We will give you the opportunity to ask your Grow question. And if I read your Grow question here on the podcast, guess what? You win free Irie Genetics seeds. Our first question came from our friend Justin Case. Big shout out to my buddy Justin Case. I see your name pop up a lot on social media, a lot on the Patreon. I see your name. Thanks for all of the support. Also, please do send me your real name and a good shipping address because you, my friend, win a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. Let's jump into the grow question. It goes a little bit like this. It says, yo, Rasta Jeff, I'm loving the genetics, bro. I'm glad they're working well for you, bro. It goes on. It says, I do have a grow question. Good, because that's what we are here for, my bro. It says, I want to make some feminized seeds. That's a good mission. He says, I have the ingredients for the STS solution. So they're going to make their own silver thiosulfate solution. If you want full instructions on how to make that in my method, I've done a full podcast. It is called My STS Mix. Uh, go to YouTube, search for that, or I should drop a link in the uh, YouTube video or possibly in the wherever you're watching or listening. There should be a link. All right, so there should be a link to the STS solution video. I'll tell you where to buy everything, how to mix it, and mostly how to apply it. This question does say, I would love to know what to expect and if you have any tips. Do I spray just the nodes before there are flowers, expecting both sex parts to develop on the area sprayed, or is this whole plant going to respond? Uh, thanks for the answers from our friend Justin Case. Bro, Justin Case, thank you for the great question. I have recently done a podcast that covered a lot of this, but I realize that I may not have talked a lot about actually spraying the plant. So there are a couple of questions here. I would love to know what to expect. Well, when you start reversing this plant, what I would recommend, and I've done a full episode on this, so this will be kind of a, just a quick refresher. What I recommend is spraying the plant seven to 10 days before you put that plant into flower. Pull that plant out of the room, maybe put some newspaper or something on the floor if you're doing it where uh, the floor needs to stay clean because when you apply, apply the solution, it may turn white walls or white things a little bit of a purple color. So maybe put something down, move the plant out to there, spray it. Now wait seven to 10 days and do this again. We're going to spray the plant seven to 10 days before flower. Then we're gonna put it into flower. We're gonna spray it on day one, three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, 21. And if the plant is being stubborn, I will spray it again on day 24 
That's my own personal preference there. I just experiment with that last day. Sometimes it's not necessary. Sometimes it is necessary. So what to expect? Um, when you first spray the plant, you might not see anything. When you first spray the plant, that plant may react strongly. Plants react very differently to different dilutions and dosages of the STS application. Sometimes you spray a plant, you don't notice anything happen. Sometimes you spray a plant and tomorrow, it looks like those leaves are going crazy. They're balled up, they're curling, they're twisting, they're changing colors. That does look stressful, but keep in mind, we're not growing this plant for photogenic purposes. We're not gonna make buds out of it. We're not gonna make flowers. We're disrupting this plant's entire hormonal system. So we're going to see weird reactions from this plant. The main focus is that this plant does produce pollen for us. So sometimes, like I said, those leaves are going to go crazy, crinkly, twisty, wild. That's to be expected in some cases with reversals. Sometimes that plant didn't want that much silver. Sometimes it needed more. Sometimes they just basically freak out when we do reversals. So you may see some weird shit. Don't worry too much unless the plant is dying. If you're not getting any re uh, reaction to cause uh, the pollen sacs to form and the plant's looking like shit, then you're probably over spraying, but that it's hard to tell until you're actually doing it how much spray to give that plant. I do have recommended dosage rates in my podcast that I made earlier, but you do have to do some experimenting and some adjusting. So things to expect, you may see some weird shit from the leaves. Eventually, you'll see little nubbins pop up where your flowers normally form. So let's say this microphone is the top of the flower. Normally, you get little pistils starting to pop up and little, uh, little bracts will form. Instead, you're going to see it's going to look like little balls popping up, and those are where the pollen sacs are going to form. So that's mainly the first few things to look for and to expect. Do I spray the nodes before the flowers expect? Okay, the question is, do I spray the nodes? When I'm spraying silver thiosulfate, I spray the entire plant. I spray it from the bottom up. I start at the bottom, I work my way up, and I spray the tops of the leaves and the bottoms of the leaves, and I definitely spray the center stalk and every branch. Let's get as much of this silver into the plant as we can. When it comes to pesticide applications, I may fo focus more on the leaves. When it comes to the silver, I am trying to get the entire plant. I don't want to spray it till it's dripping off. Uh, maybe just a little bit of droplets coming off, but not running off. I want that silver to stay on the plant. I don't want it all to drip off and uh, fall off the plant and end up in the floor. So uh, spray the entire plant. Then it says, uh, do I spray just the nodes before there are flowers? You're going to want to spray early. Uh, do I expect both sex parts to develop on the area sprayed? So that's a good question. Sometimes I've talked about this previously. Sometimes if you spray one branch of a plant, sometimes that plant is real sensitive and the entire plant will reverse. Sometimes if you spray one branch of a plant, the plant is super stubborn and it will not reverse at all. Sometimes if you spray one branch of a plant, it will do the magic best thing you could happen. It will make pollen on that one branch and the rest of the plant will stay female. You can either smoke the rest of that plant. I don't recommend it if you spray it with silver, but it's possible or you can pollinate the other side of that plant with your one side that is reversed. So the part that you spray is going to reverse. The part that you don't spray possibly will not reverse. I've said it before, this part is very plant specific, very phenotype specific. Every plant will react differently to this. So like I said, I'm gonna recap that part. Sometimes you will select one branch and spray that one branch. Sometimes it doesn't do anything. Sometimes it reverses the entire plant. Sometimes it just reverses that one branch. It kind of depends on that plant and how it reacts to the silver. Now, part of your question was, what can I expect? Now, since we've learned how to spray the plant properly, other things that you can expect are around day 26 to 32, you should start seeing pollen. I don't move the female plants into the breeding room until I am sure that this reversal is working. So what that means to me is when I see uh, you'll be able to tell, you'll say something's way different on this plant. 
when the female flowers don't look like female flowers, they look like male flowers popping up. When I am sure of that, when I can verify that the reversal is working, that's when I put the female plants into flower. And that times it pretty well, because by the time the pollen starts dropping from that reversal, those females will be reaching their peak ovulation time. So that is a big, uh, big tip, a big hint, and definitely something to look out for. Make sure the reversal is working. Now I've talked about that extra day of spraying. Some cultivars are stubborn. Uh, if you stop spraying, they will revert and go right back to female. Uh, it's going to be your longer flowering cultivars that need that extra spray. So if you've got something that goes a little bit longer, uh, maybe you've got an 11 or 12 week flowering plant. Those are the plants where I would consider that one extra spray of the STS solution. So I think this should answer the bulk of your question. The main part of the question was, uh, do I have any tips and what to expect? Uh, yeah, look out for those male parts to form on that plant. That's the most important part. Then work on the timing. Once you see those male parts forming, move the females into the room with that plant, and then you should time everything beautifully. All right, just in case, I feel like I've answered this question pretty good. The first part is what to expect. Expect that female to start showing you signs that it is reversing into a male. As soon as you see those signs, move that plant. One thing I recommend is document when that pollen drops. That way, if you want to make more seeds, uh, also document everything. Document uh, how you made the STS solution, what dilutions it was, when you sprayed it. Document all of that. Then also document when that pollen starts to drop. So if you do want to make more seeds, we've got a little bit of a guideline, a little bit of a timeline, a little bit of a heads up, some experience and documentation to remind us what happened last time. Um, do I spray the whole thing? We talked about that and we talked about which part is going to reverse. Uh, then after you do all the pollination, um, then the next important part is to let those seeds finish. And then you get to the fun part, harvest them, grow them, and then see what you've created. That is always the fun part. My dude, just in case, thank you for the great question. Once again, please do send me your address because I owe you a pack of Irie Genetics seeds. All right, let's keep this party moving. I do have another great question here in front of me. This one also came from the Grow Help tab on the Irie Genetics website. Once again, if you've got a grow question, go to the Irie Genetics website, find that Grow Help tab, send me your question. If I read your question here on the show, guess what? You win a free pack of seeds. The next free pack of seeds goes to our friend Smurf Grown. Big shout out to Smurf Grown. Please do send me your address and a real name so that I can get you a pack of seeds. This question goes a lot like this. It says, yo Rasta Jeff, I have a breeding question. When making fem seeds, do you chop down and remove the reversed plant like you would a regular male? And if so, when do I do this? Thank you for all the help from Smurf Grown. This is a very good question because a lot of us are limited on plant count and we don't need that male sticking around too long because we wanna fill that plant count space with an actual female plant that we can do something with. Or maybe you have that extra male sticking around putting you in limbo for your numbers. I understand why you may wanna get rid of that male and not have them around too long. We wanna clean up and get the next project going with the male around. That does kinda of slow things and give you some obstacles. So. Uh, what I like to do when I make seeds, most of the time, I like to pollinate two times. I like to let my pollen donor develop a nice big batch of pollen. Then I do the pollen tap. I tap that plant or shake that plant, let the pollen get into the room. Sometimes put it right in front of the fan. Let's just get some pollen in the room, do a pollination. Then I'll wait five to 10 more days. Usually it's about seven days. I go in there a week later and that plant has developed more pollen. That's right, it's built up more pollen. He's had some time to chill out. He had a sandwich and a Gatorade. He's ready to make another mess. Go in there and sprinkle that pollen around. After that second pollination, I generally cut the plant down. I'll take that big main top and I'll cut that down. If I wanna gather the pollen, I'll put that big top in a Pyrex dish and just let it sit for a couple days and get real dry. Then I'm able to remove that pollen, store it, collect it, and keep it for future uses. 
oftentimes if I don't want that pollen for the future, because uh, most of the time I honestly don't store pollen. I've got live plants. I like to do live breeding. That is my breeding style. A lot of times what I will do is I'll take that the main top of that plant and a couple of the other bigger buds, the male flowers, and I will hang them in the room strategically over other plants. And I'll just hang them there for a couple of days and they will dry up very quickly. Uh, there's a lot of airflow. There's a lot of heat in the room. The plant has been cut. It will dry. As it dries, that pollen naturally falls out of the plant onto the other plants that need to receive pollen. So that's just one more way to get a little bit more pollen out of my reversal because honestly, uh, the reversals do not make a lot of pollen compared to a regular male plant. I think I get about uh, maybe a third as much pollen from a reversal as I do from a regular male pollen donor. So I pollinate two times. I chuck the pollen the one time, give them a week to build another pollen load, chuck that other second load of pollen, then cut the tops off and hang them upside down, let them hang for a couple days. They'll naturally drop a little bit of pollen. But then after that, once I'm tired of seeing them there, I'll pull down the tops and I'll smack it against the fan or against the other plants or something, just in an effort to knock out that very last bit of pollen and get it in the room so I can get as many seeds as possible. Because like I said, uh, reversals are stingy. You don't get as much pollen as you could uh, from a regular male plant. It just doesn't give you the big cloud, the bunch of dust. Uh, sometimes I have to use multiple uh, pollen donor plants just to fill the room with enough pollen to make it happen. So that is when the plant goes in my experience in my room. Uh, he gives me one load of pollen. He gives me another one. Then I cut him down and I actually, actually am able to get more pollen from him a third time by smacking it against the wall or the fan or something like that, or just beating it on the other plants. But once he's done, he's done. We can get him out of there. Uh, I usually do it after the second round of pollination. All right, my dude Smurf. Thank you for the great question. Please do send me your shipping address. And like I've said before, uh, I will not send a box to Smurf Grown, no offense, but that's how we just cause problems for ourselves. Put a real name on there. Nobody will have any questions and it will make it to you that way. Everybody wants their seeds to get to them. All right, I do have one more great question here. This one also came from that Grow Help tab. This one came from our friend Marley's Grow Room. Big up to my friend Marley's Grow Room. Guess what, Marley? If you haven't caught on by now, you win a free pack of seeds. So please do send me your shipping address and once again, a real name so that way I can get your seeds to you promptly. The question does go a little bit like this. It says, good evening, Rasta Jeff. Good evening, bro. Thanks for the great message. It says, I'm sending love and good vibes from the Show Me State. Big shout out to all my friends in the Show Me State. Uh, big shout out to Show Me Cannabis. It goes on. It says, I've been listening to your podcast for some time now, and I absolutely love the vast variety of information you give out. There's a lot to unpack there, a lot to be thankful for. Uh, thanks for listening for a long time, and thanks for thinking that I'm giving you a vast variety of information. I like that. I noticed that sometimes I do get stuck into the breeding questions because those are my favorites, but I really do try to mix it up, have a variety of info that I'm sharing with you guys. So thank you for noticing. It says, much love, brother. Much love to you so all as well. It says, so I recently found a female plant that I would love to breed with, and I'm still pretty new to that side of growing. Um, that's the way it works, bro. Somebody was asking me recently how I do selections for breeding, and I was like, it just, sometimes they just, they just talk to me. I don't know exactly what it is. They don't talk to me. That sounds like a crazy person, but the plant, I'll be looking in a grow room of a thousand plants and I'll go that one. And there's just something about a plant that speaks to me as a breeder, as a grower that just says, Hey, you should breed with me. It sounds like a plant just jumped up and said, Hey, I need you because these plants are here doing their own thing. And it knows that it needs you to breed to it. So that plant called on you and got your attention. I'm glad you're paying attention. It does go on. It says, 
Um, I absolutely dig this girl and how well she handles stress. That's a great trait for a breeding plant. And even smokes and produces some flower rosin. It sounds like you got a true winner there. Uh, it says, I absolutely dig this girl. Oh, wait, I skipped some shit. There we go. Now I'm on the hunt for a good male to bring into the party. Um, so that brings me one quick question right away. Uh, if this plant is so amazing and so perfect, why do you want to breed to it? Like, is that, uh, do you want to improve it? Do you want to reproduce it? Do you want to add the, those traits to something else? I'm just curious what your goal is because a lot of breeding is all based on that goal. So I want to know what you plan to do with this perfect plant. If you want it to be a contributor to a project, if you want to carry that line on, if you want to see what it does uh, when you mix it with other shit, I'm just curious what your intentions and your goal are. Now it goes on, it says, for the strain I love, would I be better to hunt a male to breed with or stick with the female to carry on the traits? I hope this makes sense in some way. Thank you for the good time, sir, and much love from Marley's Grow Room. No, this totally makes sense, and that's kind of what I was touching on. You've got a few options here. If you just want to reproduce this plant for uh, preservation purposes, if you want to make uh, more seeds of this plant just to see what it does, we've got a couple of options. One of our options is to make feminized self seeds. That's one of the first things I would do for preservation. Since this plant has really got your attention, it would be heartbreaking if we lost this plant. Of course, we could take clones. We can have a mother plant. That's always great, but shit happens. Sometimes the power goes out. Sometimes we have fires, floods, and disasters. I hope you don't, but that shit does happen. If one of those things were to happen, it would be great to have a backup supply of seeds of this plant. A really easy way to do that is to cut two clones, spray one with silver, don't spray the other, apply the pollen to the other. You will make feminized seeds of your favorite cut. Approximately 30% of those seeds will grow to look just like the plant that you used. There will be some outliers. There will be some plants that look like the mom. Some plants look like the dad. And there'll be some plants that look like some totally weird shit. But the plant that you are seeking will be in that preservation pack. That's what I would call it, that first batch of preservation pack. Now, you've got other options here. Uh, if you want to do true breeding to a male to a female, I would find a male that complements that female. There are several ways to go about it. One thing that I always find successful, I find a plant that is the opposite of the plant I am breeding to. So uh, I don't know anything about your breeding plant. Let's just say that it is tall, it is slender, and it tastes like lemons. I would find something short and squatty that tasted like chocolate. Just because they're so vastly different that when you combine those, you're going to make brand new, amazing shit with a lot of great opportunities, a lot of good potential. If you bred your tall, slender lemon plant to a tall, slender lemon plant, we're just making more fucking tall, slender lemon plants. If you bring that tall, slender lemon to a tall, slender strawberry, you're going to get tall, slender strawberries and lemons. Let's try to make something new and different instead of just copying the shit that we've already got. Unless that is your goal. If you just want to find a male that just helps you to produce seeds from this plant just to see what it does. But one of my favorite things to do is to take one male plant and pollinate multiple females. That way I can see what that male plant is bringing to the mix. So you've got options. You can reverse it. Uh, and if you reverse it, you can actually pollinate more females as well. That's always fun. Uh, different females. And you can still see what that reversal adds to the mix as a breeder. But your first option, one of your options is to reverse this plant. Make fem seeds out of it. Or you can breed it to a male that is vastly different, and that is going to give you brand new crosses. Once you've got that brand new cross, then I would consider doing a back cross. Find one so you've got the perfect female. Then I would find a male plant that looks just like the original female that you've got, 
and I would breed that male to the female. Now you made your bat cross one, then I would find another male out of that batch of seeds that looks just like the female, breed it back to that original mom again. You got a bat cross two, keep going. Eventually you're going to make seeds that make exact copies. Around F5, F6, you should make exact stable copies of the plant you are working with. So this does make great sense. This is a great question, but without knowing what your overall goal is and without knowing what you want to do with this plant, what your vision is, what your dream is, I don't know exactly the ways to guide you, but I know that your options, you can reverse this plant or you can pollinate it with the male. Uh, your selection of the male is going to make a big influence on the future of this breeding project. Do you want to open it up and bring out brand new shit or do you want to dial in the traits that you already like? That's where you make breeding decisions. I do love that you're inspired to breed and I love that you come to me for questions. Uh, please do send me a follow-up so that we can give you more and better guidance on this to get you in the direction that you're trying to go. Send me some specifics. Let me know your goal. Let me know what you want and the outcome and I'll help get you there. All right, my dude. Uh, I almost said your real name. My dude, Marley's Grow Room. Thank you for the great question. Once again, please do send me your mailing address because I would love to send you a free pack of Irie Genetics Seeds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pimps and hoes, friends and foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there, I do want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. This one may be a little bit short after some editing, but we've got the Dude Grows coming up, and I've been killing it the past couple of weeks, so thank you for listening to a short episode. I'll be back in another week with fresh new content. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know that I would love to hear from you. The email address is growfromyourheartathotmail.com. Don't be shy. Please do send all of those grow questions to the grow help tab on iregenetics.com. Also, when you're at iregenetics.com, there's a link to the Patreon campaign. There's a link to the Discord. There's a link to iredirect. There's a link to the merchandise. Click around. You may find something that gets your attention. All right, that's all I've got for this episode. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout out to my buddy Joe the Bud Tender. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker.